Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Warning rank coming! <laughs> Let me clear my throat for this one. Higher on attitude, they say. Skills can be taught, they say. Attitude cannot, they say. Come on, what utter nonsense. Like people who say that attitude can't be taught aren't teaching attitude. When you hire people, what is attitude? Attitude is culture. It's the the mission, the vision, the collective energy. That's your responsibility to create that environment as an employer. That's not something that you can just go, oh, okay, I'll look at your CV. Have you got the attitude of the culture and vision and values that we require in our organization? No, you haven't, no job then. Of course, you have to teach that. So um, let me ask you this. Do you want a happy, clappy, what, what, rah, rah, coder? No skills though, because I'm hiring a, a coder who's got a great attitude. Where's the t-shirt and the pants with the brand on it? Right on the bottom, there's the brand. Where's the uniform? Yeah, yeah, happy, happy, love the environmental fluffy, but can't actually code, cannot code. I'd rather hire a a freaking brilliant coder who's grumpy, obnoxious, needs like a crate of Red Bull every day and needs to be put in a corner away from human beings so they can go and code like a genius. Do you want a designer who's very careful and considerate in how they speak to everyone, or is a bit obnoxious, is a bit cutthroat and to the point, because they are a great designer. Now, you don't have to be obnoxious to be talented, but often great talent knows they're great talent, and therefore they come with a chip on their their soldier. (laughs) They come with a chip on their soldier. They come with a chip on their shoulder, uh, and they bring a bit of arrogance about them. You know, sometimes they even say with successful people, they need that bit of arrogance. And that, of course, is not always the greatest collective attitude. And it's going to rub people up the wrong way. Let me ask this. Do you want a head of finance who's happy, clappy and positive? Oh, yeah, we're making a real loss this month and we're probably going to make a loss for the rest of the year. And we're, we're probably going to go bankrupt, but we're, it's all good. Or do you want someone who's obsessive about the numbers, anal, technical, and can create amazing management accounts, profit and losses and and balance sheets. Another BS. Um, So what do you think about this? Come on, I think it's really one-sided and short-sighted for people to say, hire on attitude and not skills. Now look, a great culture, yes, we have individual attitudes, but really we we create a culture and, and an ethos and a vision and a mission and a collective movement so that is uh, a culture that's collective. And yes, individuals play their part, their part in that collective culture. But ultimately, you create that. And within that collective culture, there are individuals. 
And I'm up, I think a great team is about embracing individuality and weirdness. And, you know, some people are, let me give you some examples. I had the best um, property buyer ever and he crashed two of our cars and he would go AWOL a lot and we wouldn't know where he is. And he tried to sleep with all of the women in our company pretty much, including my PA. <laughs> but he was the best property buyer we've ever had and we'd probably never have one like him. And would I have him back? I probably would. Because he's freaking good at the job, but he came with his issues. Because anyone who's really skilled probably, the higher their skill set and that cluster of extreme values and skills, probably the greater the downside challenge that you have to accept. Where else have I had this? Um, I'll come back to it, but we've had loads of, ex our greatest salesperson that we ever had fudged the numbers a bit uh, and overclaimed sometimes. But that's our job to manage that. But they were the greatest salesperson we ever had. Would I have them back in a heartbeat? I probably would. All right then. So uh, what have we got here? We all have flaws. All have flaws. So actually, when you say hire on attitude, you've probably got to be clear on what that attitude is. But you can't have a perfect person who doesn't have flaws. And I think it's about embracing the flaws. My head of marketing, brilliant. It's been with us over 10 years. Used to rock up at 12 o'clock every day, whatever. You know, everyone else comes in at nine. He just rocks up at 12. But he'd work all weekend, Sunday nights, late. What do you want then? Do you want someone who comes in at 9.30 of the right attitude but can't actually do the job? Or someone who will do the job and come with their own isms and quirks? Let me give you another example here. So um, Mozart wrote 47 symphonies. That's skill. Probably was a bit grumpy doing that, I can imagine. Probably didn't have many social skills or, or leadership skills, maybe. Probably didn't embrace the culture as much. Do you know um, how many other symphonies have been written? Um, well, there's only 34 people in the whole world that have written a symphony and 20, 21 of them have written four or less. So out of everyone you could hire in the world, you could hire Mozart, the skillful genius who'd done 47 symphonies, when 34 only people have even written a symphony and 21 of them have done four or less. Or you could hire someone with a great attitude, but um, not, not ever written a symphony. So the symphonies are the skills. Which one would you take? Let me know. Which one would you take? Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of um, composers have written zero symphonies. Zero. So tell me, what do you want? Skill. I mean, look, skill is exponential, isn't it? If tens of thousands of composers have written no symphonies and 34 people have written one or more and only 21 that have ever lived have written four or more and Mozart's written 47, that means that skill, talent, ability is exponential. So, yeah, I mean, attitude is great, but it's not exponential. But you hire the best, the genius, the, the, the world class is exponential. And you are naive if you think you're going to get that and all the attitude and the turning up on time and, the, you know, the wearing, you know, the, the right uniform. And the... hey, look, I'm not knocking positivity. I think it's important to be positive. But I think it's also important to embrace everyone's quirks and anti-skills and talents. Because with genius comes really quite quirky anti-genius, like turning up at 12am or trying to sleep with all the staff or fudging the figures a little bit or being a bit obnoxious or, um, you know, maybe not that tolerant of a lack of genius. 
something to think about. And here's one more thing to finish. Don't be a lazy git and assume that you can't teach attitude. Of course you can. That's your job. Please, come on. You create the culture. You teach the attitude. If you dismiss that that can be taught, then, then you're doomed. Doomed to never having the culture that you want. So let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, if you thought this episode was useful, I'm now doing my regular weekly rants. They're back. Rob's rants every Wednesday on The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Let me summarise what I've covered here because people like the, the summaries. Okay, so they say hire on attitude, not skills. They say skills can be taught um, and attitude cannot. I disagree. I'm not saying that people with a good attitude are bad hires. I'm countering to the people who say you should hire on attitude and not skills, which actually is a really common thing that people say. And I wonder how many stuff they've actually got. Because at one point I had nearly 200. I've got more than 150 across what? Four companies. I know what it's like. I wonder where these theorists get their theories from. Do you want an amazing coder or a coder with a good, good attitude that's not really a good coder? I've also had some people who are first in line for the social and the cultural elements of the business, but often that can be a cover up for a lack of skills. Do you want an amazing designer? Who's the absolute best and might be a bit obnoxious? Do you want an amazing salesperson that you know, might be crap at admin and you know, maybe um, you know, exaggerating things? Salespeople have been known to do that. Um, do you want a head of finance who's, well, yeah, everyone, let's be positive about the loss we're making or anal and technical. I mean, I've had heads of finance, the best heads of finance get on my nerves. They're always, Rob, we need this, Rob, we need that. You can't say this, you can't do that. And, and the details, 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 analytical, anal, naggy. <laughs> but that's exactly what you need. You need timely management accounts. Uh, and often you have to beast your team together and then you have to get them to work late. Okay, I actually believe attitude can be taught. So I think it's a myth that it can't. It's called culture and building a team and embracing our weirdness and our quirks and our individuality. And not just having everyone, because sometimes I think when people say hire on attitude, what they actually mean is, I want you to be like me. I want you to have an attitude like me. Well, I actually want my team to have individual attitudes because then all bases are covered. You wouldn't want 11 goalkeepers or 11 strikers in a football team. Wouldn't make any sense. We all have flaws. So no matter what your attitude is, you, we all have flaws because we have strengths and opposite non-strengths. We have talents and genius and opposite non-talents and non-genius. We have values and non-values. Mozart wrote 47 symphonies. So hire the Mozart and uh, just embrace the weirdness and the sort of the lack of culture and teach it in them. Or just put them in their own freaking office and hide them from everyone and get them to churn out great work. Okay, skill is exponential. When you hire great skill, that's exponential. That's a force multiplier. You could pay 25, 50% more and get 500 or 5,000% more in results. And don't be lazy, it's your job to teach attitude as well as it is to teach skill. They can both be taught. Thanks for tuning in, Run over. If you're watching live, let me know your thoughts in the comments. Um, on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, I do weekly Rob's Rants now, if you like them. If you don't, then just listen to the Monday or Friday episodes. But anyone who's uh, listening on the podcast, do you know that we have a community community on Facebook called The Disruptive Entrepreneur? So search on Facebook, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Click the join button and I'll accept you. As long as you ain't no spammer or troll, in which case, banned. See you later. Hit the share button. Share the love. And remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.